patients and families are Stoughton Hospital's number one priority. To provide trusted health information to our patients and community, we present Stoughton Hospital Health Talk with Melanie Cole. We all suffer from stress and anxiety at some point, whether it's day-to-day things with the kids and our jobs. There's always stress in our lives, but how do you manage that? And how you manage it has to do with your overall health as well. My guest today is Dr. Daniel Stadler. He's a family medicine physician at the Dean Stoughton Clinic. Welcome to the show. Dr. Stadler, what types of anxiety and stress do you think affects us the most? Thanks, Melanie. Um, Stress is something that uh, I hear every day in clinic. Um, experience it myself. Uh, I hear it from patients, and uh, it's hard to answer your question. It, it comes from all angles. I, I think you mentioned some of them. Um, you know, there are people that um, you know, that are their brains are programmed to be more anxious than others. Um, not anybody's fault, just the way that their genetics are. And then there's many, many life, uh, life circumstances that come our way that happen to us individually or the people that we care about or in the workplace or with our kids. Um, so a lot of sources of stress. So psychological stress can really take a toll on our physiological bodies. What is stress doing to us, Dr. Stadler, that is so damaging that we really need to work on managing it? Uh, great question. Uh, there are so many things that stress can affect. Uh, probably the biggest complaint that I hear from people um, are fatigue and uh, decreased quality of their life. They uh, like to be enjoying life more. Um, they just don't feel that they have the energy or the, the positiveness to address their activities of daily living and things that they really enjoy. Um, so medically, um, you know, it's a stress on the brain. Um, it's a stress on the heart and the blood system. Um, sometimes it keeps actually keeps people from exercising or moving. Um, you know, sometimes it's hard to determine whether it's something that's happening internally with a person or, you know, could be uh, one of their chronic illnesses that is contributing or is it a side effect of a medication, believe it or not, that can cause people to feel a little bit uh, more stressed. Um, so there's a, a lot of different things, a lot of adverse effects that can occur to a person in their body. So what do you recommend if someone comes to you and they have anxiety and stress, job, family, whatever it is, what is the first thing that you tell them to do, the first bit of most important advice that you tell them to manage that anxiety and stress? We can't get rid of it altogether, but we can try and manage it. Yeah, I think the the first thing that I do before I, I tell someone what to do is, is um, I need to uh, I need to listen. And uh, a lot of times people will come to me with uh, what we call somatic complaints or things that they feel within their body, some aches and pains and irregularities. And after I, I listen and we kind of rule out some some important things that might actually be going on to their body. Uh, sometimes and oftentimes a patient uh, can reflect on the fact that, you know, there is a whole lot of stress that can be going on. Um, so I kind of listen and just kind of uh, hopefully help a patient, uh, if stress is contributing, uh, help them determine that that's probably the biggest thing, that life events um, are really affecting them uh, emotionally and physically. 
and then we and then we start problem solving about you know what we can do about that. Um, there and as I I tell people you know if I'm if I'm talking to John Smith I say John we're going to try to come up with a recipe to help you with this that's unique to you and there's a lot of different paths um, you know we live in a fast food society and everybody myself included you just like to have a pill to kind of take care of everything but I think with um, stress anxiety depression it's not as simple as that medications certainly help don't get me wrong. But there's a lot of different pathways that individuals can take um, with their stress. And, I, you know, I talked to them about just some very basic things, you know, um, trying to get a good night's sleep, you know, six to eight hours of sleep per night, preferably, you know, more than seven. Um, watching, uh, uh, you know, using recreational drugs, you know, be aware of the fact that you might be treating, you know, your symptoms and it's actually making your long-term symptoms worse. Be careful about how much alcohol you use. You know, tobacco doesn't help. Um, Are you getting enough exercise? Are you eating healthy? Um, Do you have people that are supportive in your family, you know, a partner? um, You know, if you have, I I tell people, if you have spiritual beliefs, get into it. You know, talk to people um, that you trust that can be supportive and you know lend you a supportive ear um, and then and then we talk about you know are your symptoms severe enough that we need to talk about medications um, and there's a number of different uh, types of medications for a person to pursue so what would prompt a medication need in this case if they've tried exercise they've gotten their good night's sleep they've taken deep breaths they've done all the things that you've discussed then when does medication come in and speak about medications a little bit what do they do well um, medications can um, sometimes add to what you just described and you know I, I, I should also mention you bring up a good point about you know meditation uh, deep breathing I'm becoming a big fan of yoga and of uh, meditation, you know, as something that can that can really, really um, help a person. But we have um, various tools that we can use, kind of scoring systems um, that I go over with patients to kind of gauge the severity um, of their symptoms. And sometimes people will say, you know, Dr. Stadler, I've done everything that you talked about, and it's just not helping. And at that point, we kind of shift gears and say, okay, well, let's talk about medications. So there are medications to help a person get a good night's sleep, because that's sometimes the best thing that a person needs. And we have to be careful about that um, and try to use things that are maybe a natural over-the-counter product or something that I can prescribe that's safe and non-addictive. There's a lot of medications that are good that help people sleep, but they can become addictive. Uh, and that can, you know, so we don't want to treat one problem and, and cause another. There's other medications that are just helpful for when a person has anxiety symptoms. Um, and those have been popular, more popular in the past, but we're actually very careful about how we use them because some of the side effects can be addictive. The ones that I try to uh, steer people towards are antidepressant medications that um, are not addictive, that they're safe to take, and there's something that you take every day to help the symptoms um, from rearing their head in the first place, or if it's a chronic anxiety problem, to hopefully um, lessen the severity of the symptoms. You know, as I try to tell patients, it's not going to make problems go away, but hopefully it's going to take the edge off 
so that you can enjoy life more and, you know, get back to the things that you need to do to, you know, get through your day, take care of your family through your work day, et cetera. Dr. Stedler, when do we worry or notice that the difference between just our average worrying about these things and actual anxiety that would need to seek treatment? That's a great question, um, and this is a great time of the year to uh, talk about that um, as we're entering the holiday season. Um, and just a, a quick comment on that. Um, I find it ironic that, you know, we see so much advertising and old movies that, you know, talk about what a joy that the holidays can be when, you know, the majority of times I see people coming into my office this time really stressed about the holidays. Um, it's not a relaxing time. There's a lot of um, new worries that come your way. So this is a great time to be talking about this topic in general. And it's, it's hard to say, you know, when a person, um, I think it's unique to the individual. Um, there are some people, um, just the way that they're wired, the way that their genetics are, that they are chronically worried. And uh, they can sometimes feel when they've, uh, you know, moved from a normal level, or I should say a typical level of anxiety to something that's more severe. I like to use the 0 to 10 scale a lot, just like we do with pain. You know, if zero is no anxiety, you know, what number would you pick, 10 being the worst anxiety you've ever felt in your life? So, well, you know, we can use a, a tool as simple as that. Um, and if people have never experienced uh, severe anxiety before, they will oftentimes come to the clinic either talking about that or, as I mentioned before, they'll sometimes relate it to um, kind of a side effect of the anxiety. They'll come in and they'll talk about, like, you know, I can't sleep or, you know, my heart is pounding um, or I'm, I'm just so tired. I, I you know, I, I can't sleep. Um, I can't relax. I'm so tired and yet I don't feel feel like I can go to sleep. And there's a variety of other presentations that can occur that will let the patient know or their family know or they'll let me know that um, this is something that's uh, not their baseline anxiety. In just the last minute, Dr. Stadler, give your best advice for managing anxiety around the holidays or any time of the year. Well, um, I have uh, lots of advice. Um, uh, one of it is, I, I think, for um, those who have never experienced anxiety, it's a hard thing to understand in someone that, uh, uh, you know, a loved one or a coworker or a family member that is experiencing it. Um, the example I always make is that if a person has a broken leg, you can see a cast on their leg and you know that they can't walk very well and you're going to make a you know, when somebody is suffering from a mood disorder or, you know, such as um, severe anxiety, it's really hard to see them um, hurting so badly and trying to understand what they're going through. My best advice is to first, you know, uh, rule out other um, causes of anxiety to make sure that that's the right diagnosis. And once it is, to educate yourself, if it's the patient, educate themselves, um, if they're able to, or if it's a family member also, you kind of read along with them to better understand what that means. And then it's all those things that we talked about. It's the, you know, it's the, uh, what I call a therapeutic lifestyle. It's, you know, it's, you know, let's step back and make sure that you're getting enough sleep, that you're eating healthy, you're not eating too much or too little, that you're not using chemicals um, such as recreational drugs, alcohol, that might be contributing. You know, is caffeine, is your caffeine intake, if you're so tired that you're using caffeine uh, to help the energy level, but it's making the anxiety worse. 
Um, and then it's also, you know, getting to a qualified um, professional um, medical provider to talk to a person to kind of help them decide, you know, how significant is this and what are my treatment options. Thank you so much, Dr. Daniel Stadler. You're listening to Stoughton Hospital Health Talk. For more information, you can go to stoughtonhospital.com. That's stoughtonhospital.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.